You are listening to another episode of Trucking After Hours, but I am sure you already knew that. Hey, Buck Ballard here, running solo. I will be your host. I am recording this on February 9th, 2021, and a lot has been going on. I've got a great guest coming on in a little bit. We'll be talking about, uh, I think this is cool, how you guys can make a little bit of extra money. And I am excited to see how this turns out. Uh, This isn't an affiliate or anything else. It was just something I was looking for and and tripped into it. And about the same time as I'm investigating this, uh, his publicist got a hold of, or somebody who was uh, doing some uh, publicity work for him got a hold of me, and I was able to get him on the show. So this will be cool. We will get to that in a moment. I want to start with the state of things. Uh, I haven't done a show in a while, but just to bring you guys up to date, I am still at the same job. I am still spotting trailers in a gigantic toilet paper factory here in Green Bay, pretty close to the five-year mark, and that will be a record for me. I have never in my adult life been at the same job for five years. When I started originally with the trucking podcast, I Figured that livestock job was going to last me for the next uh, 15 or so. I thought I'd finish my career out there. And really what put me out of there was just the uh, crazy cost of health insurance for a small mom and pop company. There were also the hours of service changes and things coming up. And uh, we didn't have a clear plan of how to deal with that. It was just time. So I I made the move. uh, The move to Green Bay also fit into there. But I'm quite happy where I'm at, and I'll tell you what, I like what I do. I'm outside, I'm moving all day long, pretty much unsupervised. My tablet tells me what to do next. When I have a problem, I either get on the radio or on the phone, and we deal with the problems. But uh, it's pretty cool, except for weeks like this, when you get up at 4.50 to start your work at 6 a.m., degrees below zero. I do have to admit, those days suck. But I am a fan of the old saying, embrace the suck. It's going to be a rough day, and we're all going to get through it, and we're all going to live to fight another day. So I guess we will just carry that same theme into embrace the suck, which may lead us back into uh, the interview today. One of the things I really started doing was evaluating all of my stuff online. I have four websites, uh, two of which I am now pretty much ignoring, and two of which I'm working on, uh, of course, I'm writing on the Trucking Podcast. The recording is Trucking After Hours, but those two sites being separate is no big deal. I can I can link it to anywhere. And you'll notice if you go to some of the sites or some of the blog posts on uh, Trucking After Hours, if you find them in Google, they will link you right back to that same article on Trucking Podcast. I'm going to pair those sites back in and put them all on Trucking Podcast and just focus on that. I have learned so much technically this last year uh, with the website, with a little bit of help of a developer figuring out where to go and my strategy. And I bring this up because my goal is to bring you guys some great stuff. And at the same time, um, find some more income streams, find uh, you know some things to bring a little more money in on the side, because uh, this is a side hustle. And I might have come across a little side hustle for you guys. So I guess that's why I uh, I was excited about today's show. First recording in a while since my interview with uh, Steve Summers, who we aren't quite sure if I heart let him go because of politics or because of downsizing or a little bit of both. I don't think iHeartRadio had a problem with conservative politics because that's what they replaced 
him with was a show that was a lot of uh, right-wing politics. So I don't think that was their problem. I think maybe their problem was we only have enough room for one of those shows and we can syndicate. But uh, he's often doing well on his own over at uh, Hotshot Secret. So you can certainly find him. Uh, just go to Hotshot Secret's YouTube channel and you will find Steve Summers. I haven't had a link yet for a podcast. I'm guessing it's in the podcast feed by now. If not... I have no reason why. I wish I had been uh, involved in what to do with him from the day he was let go, because I think a lot of valuable time passed between when that came up and when he when he left the radio, and uh, maybe some of that could have been recovered. And there are some lessons to be learned from uh, what all went on, but uh, those will be discussed another day, maybe. Anyway, with all of the hoopla over the election... It caused me to really evaluate me, Buck, my relationship with some of these online entities who you may or may not have approved of their behavior over the last election. I certainly disapproved of it. I look at Google. I use Google a lot. When I use Google, I am usually on Chrome. I use Chrome. It's just a good search engine. It gets me great results. I also use it from a content creator's point of view, and it's very good at that. Google helps me decide what I should be writing about on my websites, and, and that is, uh, you know, that brings me money. And I know people look at the site, oh, Buck, what about the ads? The ads bring me checks. The checks make me produce more content for the sites. So when you see ads on a site, don't get all bent of shape, out of shape. Just go beyond the ads and uh, read the site. If the content's worth reading, you'll work through it. But I get checks from Google. I promote DAT. I promote uh, Trucker's Edge and DAT Power. And I'm very proud of my relationship with both. I worked hard for that. They send me checks. There's other ways that you can make a little bit of money. And the goal isn't one great big money. That was my problem with sponsors. I have a chunk of money coming from one place. It's proportionately too big. It requires too much of my time to babysit. They're very demanding, and the turnover is huge in, in the personnel of, of companies with big marketing uh, departments. So you get an arrangement with one marketing person, and a year later, when you've got all this time invested into it, there's a new part marketing person with new ideas, and you're gone. No big deal, but I don't want to go down that direct sponsorship relationship again, unless it was really written heavily in my favor. And there's really no reason for them to do that. So I look at things I can promote that I love for you guys that I can make a little money on. You can make a lot of money on. And I think Trucker's Edge and Dat Power is a perfect example. I will say this with Dat Power. I do believe that Dat Power has the lowest cancellation rate. That tells you something for the people who step up to the plate and blow 150 bucks a month on the right tool to find their loads. Again, if you're using a load board, just go to truckingpodcast.com slash power and check it out or go to the website and click on the link in the sidebar. You can try Dat Power for a month free, 30 days, absolutely free. I would recommend you do it. It's the best browser the or uh, the best load board the oldest load board. It is some great stuff. So let's go back to Google. I can use Google. I can put Google on my site in, in the uh, way of AdSense, and they send me a check every month. Cool. I like that. YouTube. I don't get a check from YouTube, but you know what? 
I can put videos out and if I meet their guidelines and I meet their uh, view requirements and how many hours and how many people view and how many people subscribe, YouTube will send me a check. I'm not a YouTuber, so I don't push that hard. Um, and I'm probably not going to be one. If I do, it'll be within the backpacking and, and the camping uh, arena, which which I'm really getting into and enjoying. Now let's move on to Amazon. Love or hate Amazon, they're huge. You link to enough stuff and they will send you a check. So at least Amazon will give me a piece of the action. Now, I can honestly say I'm not a big fan of Amazon. We don't use Amazon. I can't remember the last time I've bought anything on Amazon. So I don't promote it a lot because it is, I don't use it. That would be artificial. I'm not recommending products on the Trucking Podcast. I will be putting a few up on the camping site, and some of those might just be direct links to a manufacturer with no affiliate relationship whatsoever. I may do some Walmart stuff. I will certainly do some REI and some uh, Cabela's. And, and I've just recently bought uh, a, a midline, well, I spent 165 bucks on a backpack at, at Cabela's, and I'm pretty excited about that. I, you know, I'll use some of those. I have yet to decide whether or not I'm going to go to Amazon and, and link to them, but I'm sure at some point I will. I need to grow the site first. What about Facebook? Facebook is a different entity. Facebook, if I build a 10,000 member community following my website, whichever one, and I make a post that I've worked hard to build that community to get those people to find me and to follow me, well, guess what? Now Facebook wants money for me to advertise to go to all of the people who decided to follow me anyway. I have no way to earn money and get a check from Facebook. They just offer, hey, we're a great platform you can advertise on. And as more and more people leave Facebook, okay, yeah, more are coming on too, but uh, maybe a lot of the people I'm trying to target aren't there anymore. I don't know, but I am just, I'm tired of Facebook. I need a break. I didn't cancel my account, but I deactivated it, and I'm uh, committed to leaving that off for the year, and I will reevaluate that situation in 2022. There are a couple of caveats in there. There are a couple of things going on that uh, could possibly cause me to reactivate that. Um, we'll see when the time comes, but I don't think so. I think I'm just going to leave it off. I have been enjoying, I mean, you look at other social media platforms. Geez, what's the one that got shut down right away? And, and they shouldn't have been shut down, but uh, I, I just forget the name of it. But I went there for a little while. And, and you know, if you just want to ring read angry political posts, great place, but I'm, I am tired of being angry. So, uh, I, I deleted the app and I haven't been back. I did create a profile on MeWe, uh, Thomas Buck Ballard. I don't post on it much. Actually, I don't post on it at all. I go there and, and I read some of the communities I've joined. I also spend a lot of time on Reddit because I can find great information and I'm not trying to create a social platform anywhere. I am just trying to find information I like. And when I do all of the reading on is social media good for you or bad for you, the only case that can be made, and it was made by Stanford University, was, well, if you're not on Facebook, you are poorly informed. Well, I really don't want Zuckerberg screening how I am informed. So, no, you can't call me poorly informed because I don't read the news on Facebook. I don't want somebody else's curated news. I know the news I want to read. I know how to find the stories I want to find. 
So now let's go back to, uh, I'll tie this into trucking in a minute. And believe me, the interview will tie directly into trucking in, in so many ways. Let's go back to Google for, for the search engines and things. Now I'm digging on how much of our data they sell. And that's one of my problems with Facebook is they collect everything. They monitor everything, including your private messages, everything. And they are collecting data on you and selling it. And we live in a society that really doesn't care about their privacy anymore. I, I would say people 40 and under, very there's just very few of them that, well, no big deal. Let them sell my data. I'll get ads that are more uh, created to me. Well, you know, and that's fine. I don't have a problem with your view on that. I don't have to agree with it and I don't have to participate in it. But I knew when I crossed that line to a content creator way back in what, 2010, 2011, when I came out with Jesus Freak Trucker. Uh, and then years later, when I, when uh, Don and I started uh, trucking podcast, I gave up some of those privacy rights to be a content creator. I was okay with that. That was the price I paid to do this. So that being said, I look at some of these things and is there something in it for me and is there a way I can improve my privacy? And I'll say this on privacy, no, you can't. Even if you completely stay offline, I have a very good friend who is now retired, never had a Facebook, a Twitter, or anything else, completely stayed off of social media when it all came out back in the 90s. He wanted nothing to do with nothing. He does use... Uh, Chrome for searching, and he does a little, you know, searching a few things here and there for uh, both his trade and his hobbies, and he utilizes it for that, which no problem. But he really has no profile anywhere. Yet I can go online and find him. I can find where he lives. I can find exactly how much his pension is, how much contract work he has done for uh, the place he retired from. It's amazing what you can find out on a person who is nowhere on social media anywhere. So we're just not as private as we want. So now I'm looking at, you know, some of these browsers and how they make their money. Uh, like Facebook, Google makes a lot of money selling your data. And they don't just sell it to one place. They'll sell it maybe at Procter & Gamble, maybe Chevrolet, maybe Jeep, who knows. But they make billions collecting and selling your data. And as I'm looking for privacy, where can I go where they just don't see my data or collect my data? I'm not finding anything that, wow, this is going to be the cat's ass and I'm going to sign up for it and try it. I played with a few browsers. One of the problems they have is they shut off so many settings within your phone that you have trouble making things work you might want it to work. So I don't know. There's there's some issues there. One of the things I discovered, though, if you want to go, I don't think you can ever go completely dark, but if you want to go a little dark and just protect a lot of your data with a phone, you can do a lot of it on an Android, but it's going to take some research and you're going to give up a lot of things. Forget it with an iPhone. It, it ain't happening. Apple just collects too much and there's no way to shut it off. The only way to really stop your phone from tracking you or doing anything is to have a phone with a battery, shut it off and remove the battery. I am convinced of that. Uh, and no airplane mode does not protect you because satellites still track you. And I'll cover that a little bit in the uh, interview, what I found out. Okay, so now what's the next best thing? Here's the next best thing. I'm on Google. I use it a lot or whatever browser I'm using, but I am using it a lot searching for different things, things for the trucking podcast, things for camping, things for backpacking as I am in the process of acquiring my gear. 
doing my research. How much does it weigh? How cold is it good for? And, and all of this stuff. Since they're selling that data, is anybody sharing the love and giving me some money for it? This isn't a new concept. It's been around, in fact, uh, Cocoon, the website that uh, we're going to be talking about here in a minute, the browser. That site, I believe, has been out since 2010 in one form or another. Um, and it's in beta now trying to get back out. But here is the premise of Cocoon. Cocoon is a browser that does just like everybody else. They collect your data. There is a certain amount of removing your name from the data they're collecting. They sell that data or they collect and sell. Some of that is still in the works. This is an old site with a maybe a reinvigorated restart. Let's look at it that way. Nobody was willing to go there 10 years ago. Now I think we're in a perfect, there's a perfect storm where people, hey, if they're making billions of dollars selling data, Share the love. Well, what if that love comes up to 20, 40, 50, 100 bucks a month? You know what? That might cover your phone bill. I, I mean, I, I look at what I get. I don't get any great big check in the mail for all of my online work. I get little checks. I've got some checks to take to the bank and the biggest check is less than 200 bucks. But those checks add up. They really do. So this, I don't know. I'm not endorsing this yet, but I'm telling you about it. You can go find it, and we're going to talk to this guy, uh, and his name is Jeff Bermont. Jeff is a straight-up guy. We yacked on the phone about a half an hour before uh, I kicked on the microphone and got an idea of who he is, where his head is at. I think his heart is in the right place. He's trying to do something that will line his pockets and, and line your pockets, and he's been successful in other things in life. He's, he's done well for himself. And he's not done yet, but he found something that he wants to pursue. He also found that uh, when you're going to collect data and compete with some big names, they're not going to be friendly. So he is not able to advertise on on uh, Google. And uh, I don't think Facebook will. You know, Facebook doesn't want to share that love. I might be back on Facebook if they'd send me you know, maybe 30% of what they get for selling all of my data. And keep in mind, they don't just sell your data once. They might sell your data a hundred times over the course of a month. But the whole premise with Cocoon, the browser that we're going to be talking about, is you go online, you set up your account, you connect it to PayPal, and every month you get a check. The reboot of Cocoon is in beta. And I have to admit, A, I have an iPhone, so I'm not able to try it there. B, I have an Android tablet that's probably seven years old, so the new Cocoon won't work on my old software. So there's some issues there, but uh, don't go downloading it now. Wait till you hear the interview and get the exact link of what you're looking for. But with that, I want to roll into this conversation with Jeff, and uh, Cocoon MDR is what we're talking about, and it is a way to monetize your browsing, share the love, and get a little money back. And again, I am going to try this for a while, for the next 90 days or so. I am not at this point saying, everybody go sign up. I'm saying, listen to it, look at it, make sure you understand it. And hey, log on and see if you can't uh, click together a few bucks. And he's working on building uh, a clientele base of who to sell this to, but he also needs a clientele base of people using the browser. So I guess in that way, I am promoting it and to help a guy launch something that... Uh, Hey, it could make us all a little extra money. And then, like I say, what if it paid my phone bill? What if it paid my car insurance? I, I look at some of these guys with uh, 
other side hustles. I'll give you an idea. Charles the Humble Mechanic. He has a YouTube channel and a podcast. Now, years ago, when he was still working as a mechanic, not very many years ago, as a mechanic in a Volkswagen dealership, he'd come home every night, have dinner. He and his wife would put his daughter to bed, and about 7.30, he'd go to the garage. And he'd be out there for two, two and a half hours every single night putting out a YouTube video. He was still working, but he had some money coming in. And he was saying, you know, I spent a year and made nothing. The second year, I had enough to pay my cell phone bill. Then the next thing you know, it was paying both of our cell phone bills. Then it was paying our car payment. Now it's almost covering the house payment, the car payment, and the cell phone bills. And, and you know, these things add up as, as you build them. The problem is you guys work 70 hours a week, most of you, so you don't have time to apply to doing something on the site. But Charles built that to the point where he launched the website, he launched a podcast, he's got the YouTube channel, and he is a full-time content producer and influencer in, in the world of Volkswagen and in a lot of other things, and he's an inspiring guy to follow. Maybe I'm not there yet, but darn it, I've got checks rolling in every month, and I'm happy with that. And hey, maybe this is a way, like I say, to start, you're getting a little bit of extra money coming in. That's That's why I brought you this. There's no affiliate link. I don't make a dime from it. And honestly, I get three or four emails a week on, hey, this guy'd make a great bass on your podcast. This, and in, unless I have a real good reason, I usually, I don't even respond. I usually just delete them. It irritates me when somebody says, oh, so-and-so is an author and he's got a book out called this. He'd love to be on your show. Well, send me the book. In fact, don't, not only send me the book, send me 10 copies of the book so I can give it away. Now we've got something there. When, uh, oh, I, I go back in years ago on on, um, on Jesus Freak Trucker, I had a guy named uh, Ronnie, I think Ronnie McBrayer was his name. And he's uh, uh, he wrote a book called The Waffle House Gospel. He sent me a case of those things. And he was a great interview. And we talked several times on the phone. Wonderful guy. I had a guy who wrote a, uh, um, a horror novel years ago. And he has a, a string of them. I can't even remember his name anymore, but I mean, same same thing. He sent me uh, a link to a digital copy through Amazon and and a few books to give away to a few friends. And horror is not my thing, but he was a great guest. We had a lot of fun. It, it just cracks me up the way some of them approach me. So before I get to the interview, I want to cover maybe one more quick thing. Where am I going in the future? I am going to be laser focused on two things, and that will be building out the trucking podcast with some new articles and some new information. And that will be building out our family camping with new articles and new information. Where is the future on those two subjects? Trucking, I honestly believe is a good career for another 10 years. And then it's going to get slaughtered with automation. As driverless trucks come out, which they're going to come out sooner. We have to figure out logistics, legislation, so many different things. I think the big disruption will be after 2030 when it starts eliminating a massive number of jobs. We'll have to wait and see. Camping and RVing, uh, this kind of combines with my enthusiasm of getting back into backpacking. And I bought a, a little bit of gear so far, collecting a little bit more. And I'm anxious. It's below zero in Green Bay right now. So obviously nothing's going on now. I'm anxious to do some rucking in the spring, strap some weight on and go 
hit some of the trails around home just for the exercise and getting back into it. And I'm anxious to get out and do some camping via pack in, pitch the tent, spend the night, pack out. And I am looking forward to a five-day hike in the Sawtooth Wilderness area in the summer of 2022. That's that's the bucket list goal of this journey. But I will be focusing on camping and RVing and going green, because like it or not, green is here and it ain't going away. That being said, how do we deal with it? So join me over there at Our Family Camping. Take a look at some of the posts that are there. I'm going to put out a new episode of that show probably within the next day or two. So uh, Our Family Camping. Again, it's going to be just like the trucking podcast. I'll put out a show when I have time and when I have something worthwhile to bring to you guys. No sooner, no later. Don is busy. He took a promotion at work and now he's five days a week and putting in a lot of hours. Their son is in hockey. There's tournaments every weekend. They're usually gone Friday night or Saturday morning and they're not back till Sunday afternoon. The castle curator is involved being grandma through COVID with a bunch of grandkids that are at a different phases of, of being school online or in classroom and doing what she can. I've got so much going on. It just works better to do it this way for a while. Will we be back to every Sunday night? Probably not, but we might get back to every other week after things calm down for a little bit. But uh, it's going to take on a new look and hopefully you guys will tolerate just me for a while. I do have to say this. I love this. I love turning on the mic and just talking to you guys. I'm getting better at it. I'm more excited about it. It just doesn't return the fruits that that website does. And I have to focus at 60 years old and this being a side income in my retirement years of where the checks come in from. And the checks come in from the websites. So it's just a matter of prioritizing and reaching out to you guys. If you want to get a hold of me, I know the, the Facebook group is gone and it, it may or may not be back at the end of the year, possibly sooner. We'll just have to wait and see what goes on with some other areas. I'm hoping it doesn't come back till, if at all, the end of the year. But, you know, feedback at truckingpodcast.com. Some of you guys know my number. You can always send me a text. I don't answer my phone if uh, it's not one of my kids or a number that's saved. But you can leave a voicemail. I'll call you back. Email is the best way to get a hold of us. Leave a comment on the side if you want. That's fine. You know, you, you want me to give you a shout? Just shoot me an email and maybe I'll give you a shout. I'd, I, I work some crazy hours, but on my days off, I have time. I've talked to two truckers this morning that are both good friends of mine. I have met through podcasting and that's exciting. With that, I'm going to get into my conversation with Jeff and uh, I will be back on the flip side. <laughs> I'm talking with Jeff. Pronounce your last name for me so I don't mess it up. It's French. Oh, awesome. Jeff reached out to me or actually uh, somebody who works for you reached out to me about um, a web browser. And we were talking a little bit about some browser privacy issues, selling your information and some of that. And I've done a lot of homework on that. and, And your guy emailed me at just the right time because I'm looking for... Not necessarily where is my privacy, because my privacy is always going to be at risk on anything online. But what is in it for me? Uh, That's why I dumped Facebook. There is nothing in it for me. Google sends as a content producer. They send me a check every month for advertising. 
Um, of course, I have some affiliate relationships with Amazon and others. DAT, Trucker's Edge, I, I get checks from them, and I'm grateful for those. Well, now I hear, hey, this guy might have a way to make a little bit of money on your web surfing. And, and okay, I'm in. So I guess with that, Jeff, let me turn it over to you and uh, tell me about that. Because I look at this as maybe an interesting way for uh, truck drivers to make a little extra money on the side. Thanks, Buck. And first of all, thanks for having me. I've been dying to get on a trucker show. And I, I kind of explained to you, I hung around with truckers. I was in college. I went to Southern Cal, University of Southern Cal as a tennis player there. And I, I grew up working on a truck uh, for uh, fruits and vegetables with a guy named Al Denizio. I'll never forget him. Greatest guy in the world. And I used to sit in that front cab and I loved it. I was like, you know, it's just magical. So I was thrilled when, when uh, my guys contacted and you said, yes, you, you would entertain you know, a, a, a podcast with me. So thank you, first of all. Uh, just wonderful. And yeah, let me tell you about, uh, let me tell you a little bit about my journey in the tech world. It's, it's not the usual journey. I know absolutely nothing about computers or now I know something about computers, but 11 years ago, when I got started, I knew nothing. I could. I just had this idea, and and maybe, you know, I wouldn't consider myself a visionary, but maybe. Um, so anyway, ten or eleven years ago, I was really disturbed on the web about all the all the things that you're getting. You're surfing, and you got ads, and I was like, "Holy smokes, what is going on?" I had no idea, and so I decided I I had made some real money in real estate. I I developed real estate and did very well. And it always treated my tenants, never even called them tenants. They were just, you know, associates and we'd work together to figure out leases. And I, I have a proud record of having the longest leases probably in Santa Barbara because I work with my tenants. It's not, uh, it's not an adversarial relationship. So anyway, I got into this tech 10 or 11 years ago and discovered that the browsers were giving away all this information about you and they were, you know, gladly giving it to people and they were getting paid by, by advertisers to get all your data and all types of things, emails that you didn't want, but all of a sudden they showed up. So I decided to build an encrypted browser and it was called Cocoon. And the reason for Cocoon is because literally I wrap you in a protection. And so we built this, it's an amazing piece of, product that um, I would like to bring it back. And, and I'm thinking about how I can bring it back, particularly in today's world where um, there may be, you know, censorship coming on and, and maybe even reading censorship or wherever you go on the web. And that's to me, very scary. So I am not a fan of censorship. I am outright about that. I think it's, I think it's nuts, but anyway, so I went down this path of an encrypted browser, um, which we'll discuss a little later. And then decided we weren't making any money. And then I decided, you know, wait, all these people are giving away their data for free. You're not getting paid for your data. It's worth a lot of money. And people are making literally, uh, Google makes, I think it was $360 billion a year. And a large, large portion of it from that is from selling ads. And you're the product. So all the stuff you're doing, they're seeing. The only privacy you really can get on the web is if you use a VPN and that's going to cost you a hundred dollars and you can't even trust those guys. So uh, I decided, well, if, you, if it's really an open 
web like this, why don't we get people paid for their data? And that's the road I started two years ago. It's a rough road. I mean, you know, Facebook doesn't want you. Google doesn't want you because they don't like the idea that they're not selling your data, but I'm selling it for the user. And at least now I get a cut of the action. What, what, as I go back to, what is in it for me? Where is my benefit? Um, I have this thing called, and I, I call it, well, actually, I call it the suck factor. Robert De Niro has a movie out called The Irishman. Yep. It, it's a great movie. It has fantastic reviews. I have never seen it because he's such a gigantic jackass. I couldn't get past watching him yeah. and enjoy the movie because I realized there's this gigantic jackass doing it. Tom Hanks probably puts just as much money into his political causes as Robert De Niro, but Tom Hanks is a palatable human being. Right, right. right. Um, I like palatable human beings, I have to say. Um, you know, you can be firm, but be nice. Exactly. And and, and have your, have, I mean, I, I, I respect, I respect all people's viewpoints, but I don't inspect, uh, respect people that infringe on you. And that's where I draw a line, which is no one should be in, infringing their other, their political view and telling you what you have to think. And, you know, you, we go back to schools and a lot of this started when my kids were in school, none of us were paying attention and they had professors and, you know, and I didn't even know about these free zones in college. I had no idea what they were talking about and come to learn that these are the only places you could express your free thought. <laughs> this is not America, folks. It's, you know, it is scary times. It is changing times. I'm 60 and I am not going to lead the fight. I am going to yeah. focus on what's best for myself and my family and build our Nest egg. We have a a modest home here in Green Bay. We have um, you know, some incomes coming in. I am a big believer in even with the website. I I don't need one income. I need four or five or six little streams that collectively will add up. Coincidentally, I was looking at other uh, browsers that offer some sort of payment for your browsing or goofy things, and they're kind of talking. I'm not going to mention any names, but they're kind of talking out of both sides of their mouth because they're talking about all of the privacy, yet at the same time, they're talking about where they're getting. The, well, if you're getting money from selling my data, yeah. I mean, what are they doing? Selling it anonymously? I don't think so. There is a thing called uh, PII where they don't put in personal information, but I have news for you. Uh, they have the data companies or the the uh, advertisers how much have so much data on you that they can figure who you are out in no time. And so when they say, well, there's no personal information given, that means your name, address, your email address. If you even give them a hash email address, which is like, you know, symbols, they'll figure that out as well. Yeah. So there really isn't much privacy. I mean, the, the sad part is, as I said, maybe you get some privacy on a VPN, but there isn't a lot of privacy. And I thought, well, look, heck, if we're all not being very private, then why isn't the user getting paid for their data? Yeah. How about sharing the love? Right. Exactly. <laughs> Share the love. I could figure out how I can make a, a living off of that and yet treat people really well and give them, put some money in their pocket. It's a rough road because you got to, you got to find somebody to sell the data too. And when you're a little company like I am, 
you need a mass of people to really get somebody to buy a lot of your data. So right now, the only thing, in fact, I'll tell you kind of a sad story. We have a deal with a company, I won't mention their name, who are buying the data. And we had a contract to sell the web browsing data. And it was a nice contract and it would put a lot of money in people's pocket. And they bailed out. They said, well, we're, we're, we're not canceling this, but we're not, we're not honoring it. Uh, and I don't have another buyer at this point to go to until I have a mass of people that I can now then bargain and say, no, you can't have their information. You know, I've got a bunch of truckers or whoever it is, unless you give me a fair price and it's more than once. So my, the way we're going to run this company is that it's not just one buyer of your data, it's five or six. And the more I, I sell, the more you make. And so we're on the same team, which I love. It's not like me against the customer. It's me with, well, how do we all make some more money? Well, and, and the bottom line is there's good and bad in selling the data and, and collecting the data. Google would be a prime example. Their goal when you search for something is to give you the best user experience. In other words, if I want to know, is the right side of my 66 Ford left, left side threaded or right hand threaded on the lug nuts, it's going to find me the quickest, fastest, or shortest answer to answer that question. And they do that by collecting data. Um, so, so it's not always a bad thing. There are some huge consumer advantages to what they learn and what they find out and how to answer questions. You know, only in, only in, in a few cases of what they're collecting is just kind of your life. I mean, and not necessarily your personal life. I mean, not, you know, your inner family and those things that usually doesn't get out on the web, but it's your habits. And to me, it's like, sure, you can know my habits and look, I'm a privacy guy. And I, after thinking about it, I go, well, you know what? They can, if, if I can, pay, I can get paid for that. Sure. Why not? I, you know, I don't, I just don't have any real issues about privacy, even though I'm a privacy expert. So to me, what a great opportunity. Now, what we were able to sell, and the reason why truckers have come to mind, they can make the most money with our app because right now it's location data, which means, you know, every couple seconds we record where you are. You can be in the middle of Nebraska and and be near nothing, and it's still worth money. And so I've got to interrupt you here with something uh, most people didn't know because I didn't know it. At 60, I decided to take up backpacking again, which I haven't done yeah. since I was backpacking in the Mount Hood Forest in my early 20s. Um, right, right. There are apps I can download on my phone that when I'm in the middle of nowhere and my phone is in airplane mode, map the trail because your phone by satellite can always find you. And I don't, th- I never realized that. Yep, you're foul. I mean, you know, when you get in your car, in the morning or your truck and it says, because it knows your regular delivery or where you're going, 15 minutes to work. I and mean, it happens every day to me, 15 minutes to work. <laughs> so they know my habits. They, you know, they even show on now on, on our screen, here's your route. It's like, well, okay, what else do you know about me? Well, they know a lot about me. So I just figured, you know what, we should cash in on these guys. And why are they, you know, why is Google and Facebook and all these people making all this money? over us and I consider me us with with you guys and so you know smart enough to figure out well what do we develop so what we have developed which is working is 
getting paid for your location. And eventually we'll even give you services like uh, affiliates that will give you a discount on, on meals. So when you're on the road, uh, you know, it's truck hard for truckers to get off and go to McDonald's or something, but you know, maybe roadside, there'll be, you know, Denny's or someplace, a diner where you'll get a discount. Plus I'm planning on giving you cash back for that probably half of the profit for what we make on the, on the affiliate end. So not only can you make money now on your location, but if you're working with us, you'll get multiple of chances to save money or to lessen. It's kind of like Ebates. We get a commission. We'll share that commission with you. I mean, we're on the same team. I'm all about it. As much money you can make, we'll get a piece of that. And everybody goes home very happy. That's the name of the game. The other, um, I, I guess the other piece of it I look at is, since there's no way we can hide this, which there really isn't. Oh, I know what I wanted to ask you about. Apple. I was reading on one of the other browsers, and they do, they have their own new crypto. And I don't know crypto well, let alone their new created crypto. I only have so many brain cells to learn things. Right, of course. So, so crypto, I'm not going there. That, that's just my personal decision. But like in theirs, on an Android phone, you can make, I, I guess, some sort of crypto money browsing, but not on, yeah. on uh, iPhone because it's against their user agreement. Right. So, and, and let me say this. I don't really, I will offer crypto eventually, but I'm old school. I think you should get cash in your pocket. So what we do is we set it up with PayPal. So you set up your account with PayPal, which a lot of Americans have. And every month we just deposit this money in your account. And it's as simple as that. You can take it out. You can save it. Eventually, maybe we'll have ways that you can save your money or make money. Maybe you want to do something with Robin Hood and we'll get, if they're still around, they don't get killed. <laughs> uh, you know, we'll do something with them. So, so to me, this is just the, the beginning of helping people make money on the web and, and for their data. And I've seen studies that, which I don't believe. I saw one study that said that your data is worth $6,000 a year. I don't believe that. But it's, it's worth at least maybe even $1,000. And the more we can do together, the more I have leverage to say to five companies, well, do you want to buy this data? And I know who's going to get paid. It's going to be you. And it's what, what a great thing. I mean, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of breaking off from this idea that these guys should earn all the money. And you don't get anything. It just doesn't make sense. You're doing all the work. Sure, they have servers to cost. If I could tell you how much a server costs to run it, you'd be shocked how little money that is. It's just nothing. And you'll eventually have to put some of this on a private server. Well, we were talking about that before the show. Servers and all that. You sure don't want to go to Amazon. Um, <laughs> yeah. So now, now, are you still in beta or is this up and running or... We're in beta and it is running. We've had a lot of problems um, and most of them, I think now we finally got them straightened out. We didn't understand from the, from the, remember we're fairly new in this. We didn't understand from the, the buyer how they were calculating locations. And I had a, uh, would have had a bill of $26,000 last month had I calculated the old way and they weren't paying me $26,000. They're paying me three or $4,000. And so I had to adjust it. I'm sure there's a consternation, but I think now we have it right. And it's, listen, for a trucker, it's, you know, if you do 5,000 miles a month, maybe it's worth $10. If you do, you know, six or seven, it's worth $15. 
But as we grow and as, you, as, as people stay on with me and we grow the company, you'll get more and more money because we're going to sell, sell this. You might as well, your, your data is being sold anyway. You might as well get paid multiple times. That's the way I look at it. Like, well, maybe you're worth 30 or 40 or $50 a month. Um, let me shoot one more question and then we'll wrap this up because I know you've, you've got a, a time crunch here. There's a, a thing called the Wayback Machine. It is by uh, Internet Archive. And it just takes snapshots of websites. So I can tell that both you and, well, not just both, you and several others have tried this concept in the past uh, to some extent or another. I think I think this one goes back to maybe even 2010. But I think the time is ripe for it. After all we have been through in, in the last, and I'm not even going to go through it all in the last year, I have decided I am you know, staying clear of all of the controversy and just focusing on what can I do that is the best for Buck? What can I do that is the best for the guys listening to the podcast? What can I do that's the best for the family? And just let the world do what it's going to do, but I need to take care of my family. And I will tell you guys, when, when you have four or five or six different sources of 50 bucks, 100 bucks, 200 bucks coming in, they will change your life. They might not make you quit your job, but they'll pay off your truck three years early. They'll pay off your your house 10 years early. They'll put a nice little nest egg in the bank as you let that money pile up. So when I hear this, here's another opportunity to to make a few bucks. I have to jump on it, but I, I think this is something that's been being tried and the time is ripe for it right now. And let me add, we will be back out uh, and I'm not picking political sides either, but we will back out uh, in the next, ho- hopefully next two or three months with our private browser as well. So if, you, if you're disturbed by, uh, I think you guys get my, my, how I see the world, which is I, I don't believe in censorship. Um, I like the old style, honestly. I think people should have the right to think about what they want and say what they want. Uh, and so this browser will come out and it, it might send, sell, uh, save you grief from going to websites that somebody's watching you. And I worry about this now, about being watched. And, and it used to mean nothing to me, but now the way they're, they're talking and you know all the stuff, it's like, well, it's getting a little scary for me. Yes, but it the, is. Yes, the advertisers, by the way, they don't care politically. They, that's another thing. That if you're using our, our app, first, we don't tell the outside world politically who you are. We would never do that. I mean, you, the, what you give us is your email address and your PayPal account. That's it. We don't ask. Now, we, we will be offering profiles, and you'll make a couple more bucks a month doing the profile. But you don't have to. I mean, if you want... And that, even that doesn't tell you people who you are. That just gives you a range of questions and you can answer and make a few more dollars. Well, and really what this tunes in is in a lot of ways, where to sell toothpaste, where to spend your advertising dollars on uh, auto parts or, or, or that sort of thing. People will comment, well, I went on uh, you know, your website and I had an ad for makeup. Well, that's because your wife was on the same browser you are under the same account, and she was just looking at Mary Kay. So guess what shows up in the browser? Um, yep, exactly. That's exactly. how it works. You you don't just get all trucking stuff on my site. Right. That makes a good user experience, and we're in a generation where people aren't as concerned of their privacy as they once were. And that's yeah. good, bad, or indifferent. It's the world we live in. And, and let me say this. It's because the advertisers 
they don't really care. I mean, they're just, if they see that you're using a product, they're like, well, let's show you a different product or let's show you more of that product, right? So they're not, they're not political in any way, shape, or form. You know, I mean, they're, that's what I kind of came to, to the reason why we should monetize. It's like, these people definitely don't care. I mean, they're like us. They want to make money. Uh, they want to find a way to make money, and they're not politically motivated, not like Facebook and, you know, Google and some of these people who, who I, I hate that world. I, mean, I just think it's horrible. It, it, it is a repulsive world, but you go back and look at, okay, the companies that pulled out of the Super Bowl this year, politically, they've been funding both sides for years. And even Trump, before he ran for president, he funded both sides for years. That right. is the game they play. And they're just trying to protect themselves so they can market and sell stuff to us. Right, exactly. Um, and in the same way, for me, I don't care your political bent. I really don't. I just want you, if you come on, I want you to make as much money as I can possibly get you. Uh, and if you want to be private, eventually when we bring out the privacy product again, I want you to be private. You can go look at anything you want. It's as simple as that. Now, where do we find, um, are you in, in any of the app yeah. stores or is it on your website or where do we find you and, and how do we proceed? So we're only Android at this point. That's the bad news. Um, but if you have a bunch of Android users, you would go to, uh, the, to the Android store and look up Cocoon MDR. And MDR stands for My Data Rewards. It's kind of old school. You look that up and download it. And you'll see, you'll see the web browser. And I just want everybody to know we don't have, we can't sell any data yet on web browsing. I'm searching for a new buyer for that data, but eventually we will. But you can make money on the location data, and you do nothing. All you do is turn it on, make sure it stays on, drive your routes, and you'll make money off of it. One more quick thing, because I learned something new studying this: Chromium and Chrome are two different things. Correct. Chromium is open source software. Chrome uses it, correct? Correct. But so can other browsers, correct? Yes. On our browser, we use Chromium, right? We open source. It doesn't give Chrome any viewpoints in. So really how that works is the other way around. Chrome, for getting our developers to help them, they created this open source. That's the way it works on the web. And then they have no real connection to it. They might add to it um, and other developers add to it. And so, yeah, it's not really connected to Chrome. I like that. And it's something I think people hear Chromium and Chrome and think they're all one thing. Yeah, they're not all together. Uh, um, I can assure you that. So when I go through Cocoon, am I getting the same search results as I would get in Chrome? Yeah. Yeah. You would get, well, remember search results, and this is where people get confused. Search results come from the search engine you're using. So let's say you're using the Google search engine. That's the most popular one. They know what you're searching for. But when you, if you're using our browser, for, for instance, if you go to click on something, they can't see. They, being Chrome, can't see where you went. Oh, okay. That's and so th this is how Firefox makes a lot of money. Because they can't see where the Firefox users are going, Google writes them a huge check at the end of the year or during the year and says, tell me where all these people are going because they're blind to that. So we use that to our advantage. You can search all you want. And yeah, they'll kind of know the search results, but they don't know where you end up. Chrome has no idea where you end up. And that's the beauty of the browser is that it becomes anonymous for you. 
Now, when I was going back and forth comparing the two, um, and as I decide what to write about, what to talk about on any of my sites, um, I depend on some of the tools they have. And I notice they work pretty much identically if I go through Cocoon as if I go through uh, the other one. Yeah. I mean, the search-wise and getting to a site, um, we need to update ours shortly. But yeah, it's basically the same. And the difference is uh, Google doesn't know where you went. So once again, there's a privacy element to that because they don't know. Now, if you turn us off, well, then they might know at this point. I'm trying to figure out something. In fact, I'm talking to my developer today to take that data when you turn it off and ship it elsewhere so Google still can't see it. But if you if you have us turned on and using our location and you're using our browser, which right now we can't pay you for, yeah, your privacy is that it's just us that could see the material and the advertisers, and eventually I'll have it so you can have complete privacy if you want it. Hey, what, what do you say you and I, I know you've got an appointment to get to, what do you say you and I uh, reconnect in like three months and uh, see where things are at? Would love that, I you know. And then, by the way, I plan to, when they start having shows at Truckers, I love I love talking. This is the salt of the earth. These are the people I actually connect with better than, and believe me, I sit with some billionaires at breakfast on a Saturday morning. On, we haven't been doing it lately. And it's just, you know, it's, it's like they live in a different world. I actually asked the question, how many of you guys take out your garbage? <laughs> And three of them, they were all, these three were billionaires. They looked at me like, what are you talking about? I said, yeah, I take out my garbage twice a week <laughs> and I'm proud to do it. No clue. Yeah. No clue. Yeah. You know, and it's a different world and I'm from a different world and I won't change. I'm just like I am. You just couldn't pour enough money in my genes to make me be anything but I am today. And I'm it- humble about a lot of things. And I was humbled at the last recession made me a humble man. I lost, you know, tons of money. And I realized, well, I'm just a regular guy who's been lucky and maybe a little smart and doing what I'm doing. But I love people too. I, I just love to see people get some money in their pockets. Yeah. And, 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 you know, it's just stuff. You can get more stuff. Yeah. You're born naked, broken alone. You're going out naked, broken alone. If you hit yep. that way a time or two in between, you know what? It is character building. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you. I, I have that same feeling. I was born alone. I'll die alone. And that's it. That's And in between them, we have a lot of fun. Try and help people. This is my dream come true. So I can be on the same side as the consumer, kind of hurting the big guys, and we all make some money. I love it. Yeah, it, everybody wins. Yeah, it's a win. By the way, we are in gas stations now. We tested in six. We're going to expand that. So you'll see our ads at some of the gas pumps that you go to for truckers. I just think it's a cool way of telling people about us. Oh, that's, than, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's connect in a, a couple, three months as, as okay, things great. progress. I'd love to hear what's going on and, and, and how it's we'll developing. Have, yeah. Hopefully we'll have iOS by then. I've got some investors looking at us hard and hopefully they'll fund us more and, uh, We'll just keep going. Yeah. And then, like I say, watch that thing with iOS's user agreement, because I, I will tell you what I've learned, and that is trying to get more privacy on my cellular phone. It is impossible with iPhone. It can't yeah, yeah. be done. It can be done on a Google phone. It takes some doing on an Android platform. Can't be done on iPhone. This no. I just got a couple of months ago, and it will be my last iPhone because of that. Yeah. yeah I, I totally <laughs> agree with you. 
they have a garden and they don't want anybody in it but themselves, really. Exactly. Okay, my friend. It's great to talk to you. Great to talk to your audience. I'm, I'm, I'm awed by the fact that I could get on your show. Oh, this is just awesome. I have a lot of fun doing these. And uh, I've told you guys I'm going to put shows out when I have something worth bringing. And we're going to have some fun. And, and Jeff, you have been a blast. And I look forward to talking to you again down yeah, the line. And I hope you guys have some truck shows. That they start in the summer or something because I want to come. The big I want to meet the truckers. The big one is in July. My favorite big one is Iowa 80 Truck Stop because it is the biggest truck stop in the world. Um, you can see it all in a day. It, 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 there's a lot of people there, but Walcott Truckers Jamboree, Walcott, Iowa. Uh, oh, I'll be there. If it's uh, happening, I'll come. Yeah, that, that, one's a, that one's my favorite. I've never been to the great big national ones that the manufacturers do. but uh, Well, I'm going to come to some of them, so hopefully I get to meet some of the truckers that are listening today. Yeah, maybe we'll catch up on them. I like great. it. Okay, Thank you, you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Not a problem. You take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> that was a fun conversation. I'm going to have Jeff back in, in a couple, three months and see what's going on because he's pretty much in beta bringing this back right now. And there's so much going on. I think he's got a very good developer, so he knows what he's up to. It is hard when you're not the guy actually writing the code, but this is some serious code and you need some serious people doing it. But I am using it. I'm happy with the results. It's bringing me the same results Google brings me, and I believe it's actually just stripping the data and then going through Google to get you the results. Open source. I want you to understand what open source is. Open source would be, oh, I'll give you the perfect example, WordPress. WordPress is what I build my website on. You can start from scratch, learn code, go in and build everything, or you can buy a, pay for a service of some kind. Uh, you do have to have a, a, server. So I pay a company called Bluehost to host my websites. But now I need the website. I can buy Wix or many of these other things and they're very limited and you can't do a lot. Part of the reason is because they protect what's theirs. Now, if I go to WordPress, WordPress and, and about a third of the inter, um, websites on the internet are on WordPress. So if I go to WordPress and use WordPress for my website, and I'm not going to get into a whole lot of detail there, I get this basic WordPress framework that costs me nothing. And then upon that framework, I add other features, some of which cost me nothing, some of which cost me some money. But the basic outline, I could launch that WordPress site with only paying for my internet hosting and never having to pay for WordPress. WordPress makes their money by selling some other items and selling some other products. They let out basically the map of how it works. And anybody who wants to build a feature to add on to WordPress, they are free to build. They're free to get it uh, basically approved by website, by uh, WordPress, and then uh, offer it within their, uh, what they call the plugin uh, repository, which is where all of these different features get shown. Most are free or they have a free and a premium side. Uh, and there are some things I pay for because I want those services. But since WordPress is open source, everybody can see how it works and offer features to, to improve it. And as those features go, WordPress is forced to improve and always get better. And it does. When Jeff mentioned 
I ran into this with the trucking podcast. I wanted to put the trucking podcast on an app. So you guys could just download the app. Boom, you'd get the new shows automatically. It'd be easy. And it really didn't look like it'd be a lot of money. I actually changed some services I used to get there um, where I actually store the audio files for the podcast. I changed that because they had access to an app. So the apps were $100 a year for Android, $100 a year for Apple. Well, gee, that's no big deal. 200 bucks a year, I'm all in. I'll go, I'll go for an app for two bills a year. Okay, now on top of the two bills a year, I need a $25 a year developer's license through Google. Okay, well now I'm up to 225 and I need a $50 a year developer's license through Apple. Okay, now I'm up to 275 a year. Now we go one step further. You cannot build, there's a lot of platforms to build apps on. And in this case, it was pretty easy. I just plug in what they want and my media host puts the apps together. So I could go in and use their Android service and put it together that way and have my Android app up. The Apple app has to be written and submitted on an Apple computer. So now I need a developer to do that. So I just shot my cost up to five, six, seven hundred dollars a year. And I just didn't see the use of spending that kind of money on an app that I don't have control over because I have to get a developer every time Apple does an upgrade. So I scratched the whole idea, but that's part of what he is facing is, um, getting into the app store. And I do believe when he is in the app store, because I played with some other browsers that were offering payment and none of them offer payment when you're on your, your iPhone. And the problem is it is in the user agreement for the developers that they're not allowed to do that. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see what he encounters. I am going to go ahead and use cocoon. I'm going to play with it for three months and I don't expect uh, big checks right out of the boot, but I want to give him some help getting that up and going. If someone's collecting our data, it might as well be somebody with the intention on selling it and sharing the love. So with that, I'm going to leave that totally up to you guys, but I'm going to go ahead and use it. Um, again, don't bother on an iPhone, but if you have an Android, download it and give it a shot, sign up, plug in your PayPal account and see what goes on. I will throw in one caveat on PayPal. Now, I've never had a problem with my PayPal account. We got our bank statement the other day and the castle curator, well, actually, I shouldn't say the other day. It was right after Christmas. The castle curator looking through the bank statement online and there's like a $39 charge um, PayPal, $39.20 or something. She says, what'd you buy on PayPal that came out of the house account? And I said, nothing. Because I have a separate account for everything uh, podcast related and online related. So she gets digging into it and it's her PayPal account, which she almost never uses, but it was a necessity for something. Um, I don't think she's used it in years. We couldn't recognize it. We did some digging around and it had a Wisconsin sounding name to where the charge was coming from, but it was in Nebraska. And it's like, this is not legit. We contacted our bank who contacted PayPal and they, the bank kicked it out right away and refused to pay it. And PayPal sent us back. It's fraud. and They dealt with it. So you got to watch that stuff. But uh, yeah, they were all pretty quick at kicking it out. Problem solved. It probably took 10 minutes. It was a pretty easy solution. So that being said, shoot, sign up, connect it to your PayPal account if you want it. And like I say, at this point, I'm not endorsing it. I'm testing it because I would love another income stream. And I do a lot of browsing. Yeah, that is my phone and I'm not editing it out. I'll turn the volume down. 
With that, boys and girls, feedback at truckingpodcast.com. And I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what you'd like me to talk about in other episodes. And uh, hey, it's winter. I'm living by my motto for uh, January and February and March. And uh, the Green New Deal and everything else going on. Embrace the suck, boys and girls. Uh, I'm going to be on the cutting edge of it, trying to figure out how to best navigate With that, we will talk to you all, I guess, the next time I have something to say. So uh, drive safe, shiny side up. God bless. My life is grounded in a firm routine of coffee, sleep, and work. I am not boring. I just stick to what I know. I am not boring. I just stick to what I know.